1: Hello everyone and welcome to Kilowatt, my name is Bodie, and I am your host and man, oh man, do I have, did I have a week? I had a week. Uh, well let's start with it. First I'm recording on Monday and that is because on Friday I was coming off of work, I got, we were up for a good percentage of the night and um, I <laughs> I got the hiccups at like four o'clock in the morning, and I didn't get rid of them until sometime around Saturday evening, but I also got a really bad cold on top of the hiccups and no sleep, which made me um made me a lot of fun uh for my family. I went to bed at like seven, so my wife went my kids went to bed on Friday night I went to bed about seven about seven thirty. It felt like my mouth was like completely uh welded shut because i was so dry i needed water so i was like okay so i'm gonna go downstairs and get water uh let's see we have about eight steps going from the up the top floor down to the bottom floor or the main floor and as i was coming down those i hit about the third step down and then i fell the rest of the way down so um, i was holding onto the handrail so i like pulled my shoulder out and I uh, got rug burns on my, my body and just overall hurt. I My whole right side hurt. And I was like, well, that's fun. So then Saturday, I didn't feel good. Sunday, I still didn't feel good. And today, I'm just now feeling better. And it is 1030 on Monday. So uh, I do apologize about the lateness of this recording. One of the other things uh, that I found out is my Focusrite 2i2 preamp is not powerful enough to um, power my Heil PR40 microphone. So what does that mean? It means that's why it's always too quiet. I have to go into Logic and I have to boost it up really loud and uh, it's so loud it gets kind of staticky, the sound quality is not great. So um, when I asked the guy at Focusrite, I was like, well, what's what's the alternative? What, what can we do to fix this? Not expecting him to say, oh, here have this more expensive preamp, but to recommend one. And his answer was uh, buy a cheaper mic. I was like, okay, probably not going to do that. Um, I didn't buy this mic, by the way. It was a gift from my family. My whole extended family chipped in to buy the mic and the preamp. So, um, of course I'm not going to buy a cheaper mic. I like this mic. So, so that's, that's that. Um, so I think there's t- two preamps out there that I, well, three really, but two that I would consider because one doesn't have all the, as good a reviews. The other ones a Focusrite, uh, just kind of like the, the older sister or brother to this Focusrite. right can't remember what the model number is. And then there's another one that's an Apollo and that thing's like $800. And, uh, that's, you know, pie in the sky kind of a thing. Um, one of the, and I found this all out after I bought my desk. So I, I got a desk, I'm in a different room. I'm not in the closet anymore. It feels really good. I enjoy being out in the open and not feeling like, uh, feeling like a hermit it's not overly hot as you can tell because i'm being really wordy Um, it's just a nice room to record in um so since i've got uh, this brand new desk which didn't cost all that much money and i have to say like autonomous the autonomous.ai is their website uh, they shipped i bought a standing desk or a you know a desk that moves up and down depending on what you want to do Uh, When I'm working, I really need to stand because my brain engages. When I'm sitting, it's harder for me to concentrate. And at my old house, I had, like, this little bar that I can stand at, and it worked perfect. At the new house, it's not so much, and my productivity was going down a little bit. Plus I had it budgeted for this desk and then some other things happened, I couldn't buy it. But my wife was like, hey, I need to get your podcasting equipment out of the guest bedroom. And I said, well, I need a desk. And she's like, well, go buy a desk. So I bought a desk, um, but it did come damaged. But Autonomous was like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll get you another one. And they're sending me out, uh, the top got damaged during shipping. So they're sending me an, out a new top, uh, but it's a really nice desk. It was easy to put together. Three hundred dollars, which I don't think is completely unreasonable for a desk, especially a desk that uh, moves up and down. I'm really happy with it so far, um, and their customer service has been incredible. So if you're looking for a desk, take a take a peek. Uh, let's see here. I think that's everything. I got sick. I fell down the stairs. Oh, I can tell you. I am officially a Waymo, uh, writer, uh, for the autonomous cars. I can't say anything else than that, but, um, uh, yeah. And a completely unrelated note, um, I was, uh, riding in a vehicle and, uh, to go to Fry's Electronics to get some stuff for the house. Um, and I got super sick to and from the Fry's Electronics. Completely unrelated to the subject that we were talking about before. Just got really sick. And I don't get car sick. I sit in the back of fire trucks sometimes and read on my phone the news, it's fine. Like I don't have, uh, I don't get the, the car sickness like other other people do. Completely unrelated though. Let's go to their little docs page here and we'll start. Oh yeah, so it's going to sound a little different um, simply because I have uh, kind of a setup where my mixer goes into my preamp because the other way around wouldn't, didn't work out so well. So my mixer goes into the preamp to give it a little bit of a boost until I can figure things out. Um, let's see, we have a contest going, so I highly suggest... Uh, that you either, A, become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com forward slash kilowatt, and you're entered into the contest automatically, or you go and leave a review on iTunes and just email me that you left the review like Dale did. Thanks, Dale. And uh, you could win a really cool coffee cup from SpaceX. Super cool. We will skip over the rest of this. Okay, so let's get to this. Um, Marquez Brownlee talked to Elon a two-part interview. The first part, uh, he just kind of sat down with Elon and chatted. And one of the things that I thought was most interesting is, A, Elon looked like he was at work. He little, looked a little disheveled. Um, it wasn't like he came in for this interview. It looked like they pulled him off the line and they're like, hey, do an interview. Um, but one of the things is they talked about maybe doing a $25,000 car in the not-too-distant future. And uh, the other one was... Uh, the second video was a walk around the factory, which I thought was very neat. Uh, but the thing that I took away from that is Elon wears a hat and it doesn't, it, it's not a good look for him. Hats are not a good look for him. They're not a good look for me either, but they're really not a good look for him. Um, so I thought that was interesting. The whole time, the the whole factory tour was like, I can't get over this guy's wearing his hat or wearing a hat. Uh, let's see. Jay Leno has a little video up with a Model 3 and a Roadster. Eh, not much to glean from there, but it's kind of a fun video. Sean Mitchell, I think this was the gentleman that did the hypermiling and then he couldn't charge his Model 3 afterwards. Uh, he has a video on why he has to replace his Model S battery. It's a good video. You should watch it. And then... Um, hmm... I put this in the video section, but there's really no reason to. Uh, I do want to talk about it, though. So real quick, uh, Kalishnikov, the company that's known for making AK-47s and tanks and such, they're building an EV. It's the CV1. And the car looks straight out of like a 1970s spy movie like that involves Russia. It's got a really nice look. I'm a sucker for these retro EVs. And uh, Klishnikov expects the range to be 220 miles or 350 kilometers once the car is being built, uh, once it gets out of the prototype phase. All right, having said that, I I completely put that in the wrong place. Now, having said all that, let's get to the CNBC uh, video that I have uh, in the show notes here. Uh, the Talking head show Closing Call on CNBC, they have lots of guests and they just kind of all talk, you know, they just throw to one another and, and chat for five minutes and collect a paycheck. Um, Bob Lutz, and by the way, I, I would love to collect their paychecks so that's not a negative. Bob Lutz, who is a former executive at all three big, all big three American car companies, he's also a Tesla and Musk um wouldn't say hater just a not like her very much he he doesn't ever really say nice positive things about Tesla or Elon and he's I think he said a couple of times that the company's doomed um and won't make it through the next quarter but they continue to keep on chugging um anyway he thinks Elon should step down now why is this news it's not really news other than this was a nicer Bob Lutz than that's been in the past and we don't have time because uh, this has already been t- 11 minutes into the show to play the video, but he's he actually says some um, pretty positive things about Tesla and and Elon. Um, he keeps calling Elon a, a co-founder or a founder of the company. I don't think technically he's the founder of the company or a co-founder because it was founded by Mount Martin Eberhard and Mark Tarpinen. Tarpinian. But, um Elon was certainly a cheerleader and a believer in the company early on. He was an early investor. So I guess technically you could call him a a founder if you wanted to. Kind of seems disrespectful to the other two gentlemen that actually founded the company though. Um, But um, everyone forgets there was a Tesla before Elon. But anyway, as far as Bob Lutz goes, it wasn't actually a negative uh, talk. He was actually, um it was compared to his past comments about tesla and elon it was a smooch fest i mean it was dripping with saccharin compared to what this guy said in the past he's still got his main talking points in which is tesla's doomed and elon needs to step aside and blah 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 which some of that may or may not be true uh, but he's generally not been this positive about the company so um that's a that's a good sign for tesla i guess so we're going to do, let's go, let's move on to the kilobits section. Kilobits is, if you're new, because we have lots of new listeners, we just kind of do a quick rundown of the news, and then we'll get into the, the meat of it in another uh, section of the, the podcast here. First up is Simon Alvarez from Tesla Teslarati. I think this is the, one of the coolest things is uh, Tesla thanked its employees by throwing a free concert featuring Jack White. And if you don't know who Jack White is, he's a founding member of the White Stripes. Apparently, he's a Tesla fan, and he's tweeted in the past that he would want he thought he's thought about throwing a free concert uh, for Tesla employees at the Fremont factory. It wasn't reported if uh, Mr. White did the concert for free or was compensated anyway though so um I would like to hope that he was compensated for his time, but good for the the employees I've heard like at uh, for SpaceX uh, Elon's thrown some pretty amazing parties for the employees and you should because they work hard and you should show your appreciation Um, Clean Technica Kyle Field this is kind of two stories under Clean Technica's Kyle Field the first one is streaming videos coming to Tesla coming to all Tesla's and firmware 10 Um, I don't really care but somebody might doesn't seem, I mean, it's fine. You can watch it when it's parked, but there's one screen in a Tesla and you can only watch it when you're parked. But I guess if you're waiting for somebody for a long time, it'll be entertaining. Uh, And the second is that Tesla will double its mobile service fleet globally by the end of 2018, which is pretty darn amazing. Tesla says that 80% of the service can be performed without visiting a service center. And we've talked about that. It also went into... Uh, Tesla has converted some of their Model S and Xs so that they can replace all, if not if some, if not all of the current service vans. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. Next up, Tesla Roddy uh, Taylor marks, according to Tesla Roddy, it appears that Tesla has crossed over the six thousand Model Threes a week mark. So they're building six thousand Model Threes a week. This is based off the Model Three tracker. Uh, We haven't really talked about the Model 3 tracker in a while, so I thought I'd report on that. 6,000 is a pretty good number, though. Um, You'd like to think that Tesla's closer to 7,500, if not 10,000 by now, but, you know, it's going up and not down, so that's positive. Okay. Let's see how inside EVs. Man, I'm gonna butcher this name, so I apologize ahead of time. Vanja Kiljak, Kiljak, Jake. Man, I'm so sorry. Uh, Jonathan Morrison, it's TLD today on Twitter, tweeted at Elon that his model, tweeted at Elon with his Model 3 order confirmation. Elon tweeted back basically saying, um, go with the Model 3 performance, full refund if you're not satisfied. Um, apparently Jonathan has already ordered the, uh, performance model all decked out, but uh, this isn't for everybody. That's just for the one guy. So if you buy a performance model three and you don't like it, you don't get a refund. Just Jonathan Morrison. And what are the implications there? Um, I honestly don't know, but it seems like somebody could probably, um, argue that, Hey, Uh, you give it to one guy, you got to give it to everybody. And it just so happens Jonathan Jonathan has 400,000 followers on Twitter, so, you know, he's an influencer. Uh, Finally, in the kilobits section, Fred Lambert. By now, most people know that there was a fire at the Tesla Fremont factory. If you don't, basically it was cardboard that was kind of staged in a recycling area. Um, Earlier on, there was reports that the tent structure was involved, and this led uh, some people to assume that it was the tent that Tesla is always talking about that houses Assembly Line Four that makes the Performance Three models. It's not; it's just basically a big giant cover tent to keep the uh, wind and the rain off of the the cardboard. Um, overall, what I saw and what I read, it's no big deal. These kinds of things happen all the time, and absolutely, sh- you should not put too much weight on them. We go on this stuff um, as firefighters constantly, and it's really not a big deal. So, let's get into the news. Before we do that, I'm going to take a real quick drink here. Sorry, a couple of weeks ago, I did a podcast without drinking water, and oh, it was painful at the end. You can hear my voice. Uh, So this is going to be an all, this news section is going to be all salacious news. Or mostly, let's say 80% salacious. So just keep that in mind. But let's stop, let's start here. Rapper Azealia Banks posted on Instagram some alleged details on a recent stay at Elon's house, which is weird to me. Um, I mean I've gone to people's I've gone to visit people and stayed at their house before But they're usually really good friends Like I don't go to people's houses Just to randomly stay that I barely know That's a that's a weird thing to me But apparently rich people do this often Because I hear it a lot Where they'll just go and stay with each other Which you know I guess if you have a big enough house It's not a big deal Um. So uh, let's see The Azealia Banks, she was there to collaborate with Elon's then-girlfriend, Grimes, who, that's not a real name. Um, Evidently, that never happened, and Banks just sat around the house waiting for Grimes to just kind of hang out. She compared it to a a real-life version of Get Out. Um, She insinuated that Elon was on acid when he posted the tweet about taking Tesla private and that he was freaking out in the kitchen, trying to find investors to uh, cover his tweet, basically. Um, yeah. Shortly after, Banks made these claims on social media. Elon deleted his Instagram, and he and Grimes stopped following each other. So why is this important? I, I don't know that it is. It's kind of fun news. I mean, we're getting reeled into the the gossipy stuff so um i don't know i I don't know necessarily how much i want to report on that every week but you know it's kind of fun to to hear um i don't i there's probably if i had to guess 10 percent true now i don't know i don't know elon obviously i don't know his girlfriend but it seems to me that in this current situation if elon was really trying to get the model three going, he would try and have like hyper focus. And I think he would, even if he did acid on a regular basis, I think he would push that off to the side to keep his focus, but who knows, might be wrong there. Um, Ongoing here, Elon was interviewed by the New York times and I'm gonna just tell you flat out, the article was terrible. The first time I read it, I thought it was like a preview for the, you know, the rest of the article would come later. Like you get the Today Show and they have a big interview and they kind of leak out a couple of uh, the little bits of the segments to get you primed and excited. But that wasn't this. I was expecting a Rolling Stone style interview and really all we got was a reporter taking bits they thought were interesting and posting those, leaving all context out. I would not recommend reading it, it was not wonderful, Um, and I was really disappointed because when I saw it was the New York Times and an interview with Elon, I was like, oh, this is going to be really good, it wasn't, Uh, but he did talk to Marquez Brownlee, which I think we talked about for the videos, and uh, Marquez is amazing, and the videos themselves, the interview, went really well, and you know, Elon was joking around, and he was charming and all that other stuff so take that um i don't know it, it seems like it was unfair and you know me i mean i've been called negative before but you know me i'm not like an apologized uh, uh, apologist for elon musk and, and tesla but i think that was kind of a hit piece um let's see uh, so martin tripp we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. Martin Tripp had, uh, he's left Twitter. He posted some images and a batch of VIN numbers of damaged battery packs that he may or may not have backed up his story. Um, he posted those on Twitter. Now, if you don't know, Martin Tripp is a whistleblower or an alleged whistleblower. Well, he stole some in or took some information or or transmitted some information, however you want to put it um from tesla and gave it to a reporter and then eventually tesla fired him and sued him and then he, now he's suing tesla and shortly after he got fired he said no i'm a whistleblower even though he didn't necessarily go to the sec before he went to the press anyway um he has deleted his Twitter account. Um, Allegedly, the account had been suspended because he violated Twitter, Twitter's terms by um, tweeting Elon's email address because you're not allowed to um, tweet other people's personal information without their permission on Twitter. Um, but that's not validated because the the Tripp's lawyer said that that didn't happen. Uh, but Tripp deleted his Twitter account on his lawyer's advice. So uh, Martin Tripp, whether he's guilty or not, um, you can... Or you could have read his Twitter, um, his Twitter page, and and his his timeline, and you kind of got kind of got. It's easy. I don't know. You could put together a picture of a person that may or may not exist. It, it's, but it, it wasn't a great picture as far as I was concerned. Now we have a no, uh, no another we have another former Tesla employee carl hansen who is he has filed for um he's filed a complaint with the sec about the gigafactory in nevada so hansen worked for tesla internal investigations he worked for that team and he has some pretty big um allegations i guess uh about tesla and i don't even know if i'd say big but some things that i I wouldn't necessarily have thought about um but this is one thing i didn't know a whistleblower can receive between 10 and 30 percent of the penalties the sec collects from the company if it's um judged that the company was in the wrong which is uh, a really impressive amount of money depending on what what happens there Anyway, Hansen claims that Elon approved the installation of surveillance equipment at the Nevada Gigafactory. And if you're thinking, oh, surveillance equipment, that makes sense. Well, he claims that the equipment uh, that they installed is used to monitor personal cell phone calls of employees at work, which um, would be illegal. Hansen also claims that Tesla did not disclose Disclosed to investors that $37 million in copper and other raw materials were stolen during the first half of 2018. The Story County Sheriff, which is the um, county where the Gigafactory is located, said that Tesla did report two thefts but did not report what was taken. When you're a billion dollar company um, or a multi billion dollar company, $37 million might just be a rounding error. So I don't know that that's that big of a deal, even if it was true. Um, also, according to Hansen, the U.S. Drug Enforcement Agency gave Tesla written notice about an uh, an employee who was allegedly selling meth and cocaine to other employees on behalf of the Mexican drug cartel. Um, Hansen said he... Has proof that the employee has ties to the cartel and urged Tesla to disclose that information to the DEA. Um, so, here's the thing: I occasionally, as a firefighter, uh, come into contact with DEA agents. They don't look like DEA agents; they look like just normal people. But occasionally, you'll be checking out uh, a house that had caught on fire or whatever, and you know they're there monitoring the house they know what's up and these people these folks talking to them first of all they know way more so if you think just because you work for tesla security thing that you know more than they do it's not really true and the second thing is um i don't really buy that they sent tesla anything because an employee that um knows that they're being or a person that knows they're being surveilled um, you're not gonna get the same you' you're gonna uh, uh, uh you could potentially um compromise your investigation It doesn't make any sense that they would tell Tesla that they're being surveilled and in fact the dEA says that they're not um they don't they don't advise non law enforcement agencies of of this kind of thing. So it doesn't make any that didn't make any sense or ring true at all. Um on top of that, what we think is important, the DEA does not care about. Like they the you think that your neighbors making meth, well that's just an everyday Saturday for them. They they don't it's not necessarily something that they they find shocking or care about. They're looking for the big folks and uh it could be missed i guess you could be misled or or assume that you're helping somebody out uh or an agency out when you're really not you're just kind of being a hindrance and i'm not saying that's what Hanson was doing i'm just saying uh that is it's kind of what it seems on the outside that's what it seems like um Let's see here. What was I going to say? I also had a thought about the DEA thing. Hmm. Okay, we'll moving on. If I remember it before the end of the show, I'll let you know. Uh, uh, Martin Tripp and Hansen are represented by the same lawyer in the whistleblowing matter. So that's, you know, what are we on? We're towards the, clo- the, the end of of the week um the saudi or now we're going to talk about teslas and going private the saudi public investment fund is allegedly looking into investing money into lucid motors and uh it's a billion dollars that they could potentially put in uh, to the company for an investment which is a pretty significant amount of money i always thought that lucid motors would be a good fit for apple to invest in just because the car is is very apple-esque um sounds weird but it's like the whole display thing in the dashboard it's just really lickable um it's a really really nice uh, display and a nice look and it's it feels very apple-esque but anyway the saudis uh who elon had said were interested in investing taking tesla private um they're looking at investing in lucid motors and can we stop calling lucid motors tesla's rival it's not it's a company that hasn't even built the building that's going to build the cars yet i hope they succeed and i think that the, if they get the billion dollars it's amazing i like the company i've met the uh, some of the people that work there they are really nice people and they deserve to be successful and they've made an amazing car but <laughs> but on the other side right now they're nobody's rival you know, they they are um, and this isn't easy, so I'm not trying to belittle the company at all. It's a very difficult thing to get the, the funding up and and to get the factory up and tooled and ready to go. So they I have the utmost respect respect for these folks, but they're not Tesla's rival. Yeah, and that's just like a it's like a clickbaity headline. So Elon had a blog post, and uh, the long and the short of it is, that they're not no longer taking Tesla private. They've looked into it and they've decided to keep it public. And I honestly think that that's a fine idea. Either way, I think it would have worked out positively for the company. But I think it's better to keep it public. Um, Elon said this is based off of a few things. Uh, first was the feedback he received from the major the shareholders. I want to say ma- majority holding shareholders, I guess, about wanting to keep Tesla public which, you know, you got to have the votes to make it private. And it would also complicate things for institutional and retail investors if it went private. So, um, and then it would be a lot of a distraction. Uh, It would be too big of a distraction. All of those things make sense. Um, I don't think they decided to not go private simply because they didn't have the funding. That doesn't make sense to me. What I think is they, well, I have a little more to the story on that. But it never made sense to me uh, when I heard that they were going to stay public. I was like, well, it's definitely not because they couldn't get the money because I believe they could get the money. Um, but Tesla, or Elon says he believes that Tesla still could have secured the funding to go private. Now, having said that, BW apparently was willing to put in $30 billion to help Tesla go private. And that is a very interesting uh, scenario. Uh, overall, from what I've read, I don't know this, um, allegedly Elon was, he didn't want other auto, auto manufacturers in the um, in the mix to take Tesla private because basically he didn't want them to get a look under what's Tesla's kilt, you know, under Tesla's kilt. They, they didn't want it to get a look at the tech that they're working on and that totally makes sense I do think um, Volkswagen could have been a good partner for Tesla. But on the other side, I completely understand why you wouldn't want to let a a competitor like Volkswagen, who is kind of a rival, into that space uh, to give them any sort of leg up. Read into, like, when the iPhone came out and Eric Schmidt was on Apple's board and then... um, Android wasn't much of anything, and then uh, next thing you know, it's also a, a touch system or a touch uh phone with the touch operating system. And initially it wasn't very good, but it's it's pretty really good now. So um something like that. You don't want that to, to happen again. So but that's it. That's the end of our show. I don't I didn't I mean, considering I just yammered on about um my stupid weekend uh for ten minutes not not bad time wise uh this actually took me about three hours to prepare the show so uh preparation uh compared to actual show time is was pretty low on this one so yay let's see if you want to email me uh my email address is b o d i e at nine one eight digital dot com that's b o d i e at nine eighteen digital dot com uh, my Twitter is 918Digital, so you can follow me on Twitter, although I don't really post very much there because uh, I'm not a big fan of Twitter, but I will occasionally. It's just something I have to go on to to just kind of catch up with what's going on in the world, uh, EV and otherwise. Um, but I, you, if you follow me, I'll follow you back, and um, my direct messages are open, and you can direct message me anytime you want. Um, email me anytime you want as well. Um, if you want to support the show on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt. Um, if you, for the contest, if you leave a review on iTunes and you email me that you left a review and it's an honest review, you could win a cup. Another way to win the cup um, is to become a Patreon supporter. And if you do both, you get two entries into the cup. If you're already a Patreon supporter, you're already in. And that's it. That's the whole show. Thanks, everybody, so much for listening. I appreciate every single person that listens to the show. Uh, you have no idea uh, how much I appreciate it. it. It warms my heart every week to do this podcast for you and to see all the new listeners that, we're, that we have. And uh, it sounds cheesy, but I do, it really means a lot to me. So thank you very much. And I hope you guys have a great week. And I will talk to you in like four days on a Friday. And it's gotta be a Friday because we have people coming in from out of town. So that's it, have a great four days.